0: Welcome to the podcast. Now Listen to Me Catawba Island Fun Facts, Lore, Anecdotes, and sometimes even a little history. This podcast is brought to you by the Catawba Island Historical Society. These stories and conversations, not necessarily 100% historically accurate, are told by lifelong Catawba Island resident Don Rhodes. Born in 1931, Don was an integral part of the community his entire life until he passed away at age 90 in 2021. Don's passion for preserving the artifacts and stories of Catawba Island led to establishing the Historical Society and the Catawba Island Museum. The trustees of the Historical Society share these stories with you, largely unedited for content, so you can get a glimpse of what it was like to sit with Don and hear the stories in his own words. These recorded stories are a complement to all the contributions Don made to the History Museum and the entire community. Episode four finds us continuing the driving tour. We're now leaving the Catawba Cliffs near the Catawba Island State Park end. And we're coming down Morristock Road, then across to Schoolhouse Road to Northeast Catawba Road. We'll hear about some historic spots on Northeast Catawba Road and head back to Harbor Island.
1: Now listen, as you go right here, on the right-hand side was the The Moors Estate. stop sign says he had a windmill. Uh, and the windmill wasn't working lo- uh, well. That stop sign. This is the moor so all all all, huh? That house that I showed you across from the post office down by my house that was moved from uh, yeah was moved from right here down oh, there. Huh? This house that you're coming up on right now is the second house here. The first house on here was the bum gardener cottage remember yeah. I said Mary Hilker married a All bum right, gardener right his family owned this cottage here this cottage here was never this whole area was never part of the Catawba Cliffs area it predates the Catawba Cliffs.
2: more so the more property was the parking lot Yeah, right, there? right. Huh? this okay. is where they used to lay the
1: fish nets out here I'll be I used to cut this grass believe it or not, with a team of horses in a mowing machine. My boss was Tony Palmer, because he was quite old then. He was a justice of the peace. And (laughs) he says, Don, next time you cut that grass, you're going to have to watch the language, he said. (laughs) The neighbors complained about the language. (laughs) All the horses kept getting the sickle bar mower all plugged up and everything. Man, none of these buildings were here, except there was a big house right there. Where? Well, this is where the Moore House was, right here.
2: Right in that area, yeah. okay.
1: Now, you see the shelter house down there on the dock? Yep. Shelter house was built in 1947, after World War II, by two GIs from Elmore, Ohio. I used to work here, changed the toilet portion.
2: So you're the one with the blue roof, that's the shelter house.
1: Yeah, okay. stone was down there. Okay. Yeah, there's a boathouse.
2: Right.
1: And you see the dock that's out there now, it's all one. Yeah. It used to be two docks. Right. And they filled in the center. And they built these other docks later, fish docks. And that's about, that's sure rock right straight up across from it. Do you know who it was that was the developer that ended up pushing everything into the lake? Where at? What over at Sugar the Bluff, Sugar Rocks? You yeah. Uh, no. Yo? It was a dentist from uh, Tiffany, Ohio, by the name of uh, uh, Lightner. Like Lightner Road? No, not, Lightner is not the right word. It's light something. I mean, they, Barnhold. Barnhold actually pushed the ground over the side with a team of horses, but he was working for the guy who owned the property. You understand?
2: So the Barnhold of Jim Beach. That yeah,
1: that same Barnhold. Okay. Mott, right? Mott, Mott Barnhold. Okay. Well, you guys are correcting me now. Well Don, what We learned that's from it. He taught us well. I knew Mott. He was a good guy. Really, he, he's old school, you know. Shake hands. His word was a lot of farmers out here like that. Yeah. And this here, it's always trees and always rocks. Never was there. this hump right here. Always was a well in there. Everybody come around and got the water out of it. Really, right in here? Yeah. People would pull off side of the road, get their get their five-gallon pails out because it was crystal clear well water and the well is still there now right straight ahead of you was a barn this was all a big peach orchard a fruit orchard both sides of this road right here there was a barn right straight ahead of you that barn before Bellows died Bellows bought the barn and the lot Bellows bought a lot in the barn and they converted it into a house for his widow. So uh. Bellows' widow lived in that barn house all those years until she died about 30 years ago or 25 years ago. Hey. This is the schoolhouse woods and all these houses were after World War II. When I grew up, this was a goat, sheep, cow pasture. I'll be darned. And right on the very edge, to your right, back in there, and Andy's campground, what became Andy's campground, we had a oil well drilled. We, That was the golf course, cliff, Catapa cliff property, in that conglomerate that was scheduled as a polo grounds.
2: Yeah, huh. yeah. I heard never
1: that. matured into a polo ground. I think oh, right. Always was fruit. Because yeah. <clears throat> I
2: heard he had kind of a mixture of fruit and animals and
1: Well, they, bucky. yeah. Yeah, uh, there were various farmers. Between that was a prominent farmer by the name of Calvin Brown.
2: Okay. Who,
1: and this is used to be a lane. This was Lovers Lane. Uh-huh. When I grew up, this was just a lane through here. And this, this. Was turned into a road just before World War Two.
2: Okay. Lover's Lane, huh, Don? Oh, how, yeah. how did you know that? Yeah. Huh? That's what well, I want to know. Right
1: <laughs> they get a few beers in them or a lot of beers, down at the beach, and right straight down the lane here. Sometimes it'd be five or six cars parked. Some off things the side. never change, do they? Yeah.
2: So yeah, I think it's I think it's left, Craig. Don, there's a house up here okay, that, that yeah. has a little house with a bell tower on it. That's is it to the great. right? That's, yeah. Does that have anything to do with the old the old schoolhouse? No, that's all bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Can I put that on a text yeah, card? Right. <laughs>
1: the people who built that. Yeah, that's it is right it's right. it's right here. Oh. The people right, who built. Right. Now listen to me. Okay. That little building you see there. Listen to me. <laughs> that little building right there that you see was put together or built by. Dick Hess. Dick Hess built, bought this property. Dick Hess. From a Lem Hyde, L-E-M, Lemuel Hyde. Lem, Lem Hyde. Was the first, family was the first residents of what is now Catawba Island, and they established themselves as settlers on the end of Muggy, road Really? What was the last name again? Hyde? Hyde. If hmm. you go to Putten Bay, the first burials on Putten Bay in the graveyard are Hyde's. Wow. Lem Hyde's mother and dad are buried on Putten Bay as the first residence, okay? Hmm. Then when Hyde's had some trouble with the Edwards. People only lived over there five or six years and they had yeah. in, in trouble yeah, with Crosswise Edwards. with I'm the out. Edwards, right? Yeah. They came over here to Catawba and established themselves as the first residents on Catawba and they were located on what is now Muggy Road. And they went to school down in Danbury because at that time, at the end of Muggy Road, was closer to Danbury than it is these what became schools here on Catawba. But the point is, when Dick Hess purchased his property at, right after or during World War II, that, that vintage, he gave Lem Hyde a house to live the rest of his life. Mm. That's the house he built for Lem Hyde, that little house. Okay. Uh, One of the owners after that said, what the hell do I do with this little building? Put a belfry on it and call it a school. If Hyde was the first person who moved to live here, that had to be not long after the Indians left. So that would be around 1830. Right in that, yeah, right. So if it was already called Muggy Road, didn't the Muggies live here first? No, the Muggies... The road probably did not have a name. Oh, okay. It probably wasn't even a road. It was just a oh, name. Okay, you're just identifying but, it yeah, as Muggy Road. Muggies I get were, it. Uh, were the Muggy Boys had four or five parcels of property, and they sent the paperwork through the Catawba trustees to get a paved, uh, certified road. Got it. And who's, who's ever names on the paper. It's usually the name that's carried on the road, you know. So
2: so Hyde predated Porter and all those people. Oh, yeah. Wow. How
1: yep. about that? Well, I didn't know no anything. They were the first ones that in bay. If you ever get over to that early cemetery out towards uh, yep. the state park dock, right along the road, and a couple of big stones. There's them Hyde's mother and dad, and I think a brother or a sister. So what happened to the Hyde family oh, there's here? No, there's hides all over. So there's they... hides in Oak Harbor. There's hides in Carver, uh, Elmore. There's still hides in the area. We don't have any here on the No, Kittah. not anymore. No. Hmm. Okay. Was there a Hyde baby? Was the first white baby born? Was that a Hyde? No, first white baby I think was uh, uh, Neil, right? No, well. Wasn't Neil born? She married Neil, but she was an Elthorpe. Elthorpe. Elthorpe okay. married. She married Clark Neil.
2: I thought it was a baby born on uh, Mouse Island. You were telling us.
1: Well, that was that was.
2: Clark and Emily.
1: That was Clark and Emily Elthorpe's child, and I can never. It's kind of. It's it's not an odd name. It's a strange name. Now, do you want to go down to the beach or not? Sure. Yeah. We'll take a left up here. Right here. Well. No, yeah. That goes into northeastern Club. Yeah. Where do you want me to turn in? Well, you should have turned there. No, okay. Any one of these roads is all right. Turn on this one. Take a left. Yeah. This is where Barnhold lived, right here, guys. Where? That was his estate, right here. Where the, where the, where the animal doctor is. Oh. You can't get back. You have to go back to a, a road. Guys. I'll turn. Around. But I did know them. Lem, I think, was a bachelor. I don't think he was ever married. Mm. Yeah, take this next road up here. Now this is Barnhol. Okay. Where the where the
2: vet is, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, now pull up here and stop just a little bit. When we when we leave, we're gonna go down that road over there, uh, next road over. Okay. But well, what I'm telling you is. This is important. One of the important areas. This is a. This is the first Uno number one house structure on Catawba that was not a log house. Okay, it's post and beam, black walnut, and the house is still there. Now go up ahead. See that first house right there. Where are we looking? Right on the left-hand side. Left? First see it? Right there? Yeah. Hold it. Hold, it, that hold it? it. Hold it.
2: So with the with the tan roof and...
1: Yeah. It's
2: hard to see. You that that. talking
1: about being, over, over there? Yeah. Oh, you're, in, you're in the backyard. With a I big want, tower. Yeah. I want... You'll go down the front when you get down the other road. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to show you the back. This was all peach orchards. Going down to a marsh. Yeah, I'm getting a little horse on it. That's a line. <laughs> <laughs> Take a left or right? Yeah, take a left. Or right, right. Take a right. We're going to go back this road. I want you to see the front of that house because that's significant. Because that's the first house on Katama Island that wasn't a log house. And it's still there.
2: Yeah, that's a, that is a. Do you you know when it was built, Doug? Yeah, the 1850s. 1850s.
1: Barnhole.
2: Barnhole. Mutt.
1: German immigrant who came to this country and settled in New York, opened a store, and sold out in New York and came to the Danbury, Kitab area, and he came by train. <laughs> they had trains come out in the 1850s. Uh, starting in the 1840s. Well, this is West Harbor. Of course this Al Clemens used to rent rowboats when I was a kid. Rowboats. this was all muck. marsh here two little cottages here little beat-up old cottages well now you're over on harbor island when i grew up this was part of the mainland yet okay the cut that you see ahead of you that goes out to the lake is is the natural channel the termination of the portage river into lake erie right Uh over here okay the water that we crossed that goes out to the man made channel. And that was made after World War II. This whole thing's Harbor so Island. So we're on Harbor Island oh, oh yeah. right now. yeah. Go up straight. I trap mush rats here every fall, hunted ducks. Now, when this was attached to the mainland, where that man made cut was, this was part of Catawba and not Harbor Island. And everybody, not everybody, But people who wanted to duck hunt, this is where you come out and do duck hunt. If you're wealthy, you had leased some property from one of these farmers and built yourself a blind. Mm -hmm. But if you just wanted to hunt hunt on semi-public, this all belonged to the lay fishery, but they didn't do anything with it. You know, you could come over here and hunt. This is West Harbor, Way more than one site. I have my duck boat up the other end, doing something, in the wind would blow the water out, and I'd be in three foot of muck, <laughs> and you couldn't move that boat. The boat would take a suction in that muck, and then stop. Yeah. So you imagine a guy like me, and changes that come around. How'd you like this? It's all marsh. You trap muskrats here, water two, three feet deep. All yeah, of no like that, I know. It's boggles my mind. Get right on top of your stop for just a second. Okay. A lot of these rocks that went into the foundation for this bridge come off of our farm. And they had in the fall and the winter time would pick up these rocks that were screwing up his farming. You can go now and made them into very, very large rock piles, okay? Then they took these rock piles, because he got them from damn near nothing, and hauled them over here and filled all this in and built the bridge. Now, you see that cut right out there? Yeah, that's that's the man-made Man-made opening to get out to the lake. That's where I had my Air Force inner tube with a wash tub in it. (laughs) and I used to go back and forth to run my traps oh, my and then the ice come through and broke the rope and took my my boat over to Kelly's Island and I was stranded over there on that island in the middle of the night my dad said well we might as well go look for it and <laughs> they debated that should we look for him or not <laughs> yes or no So they pulled over here with a big farm truck and I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to do something, you know, it's getting goddamn cold. And I hollered, and I said, get the truck, I said, and get the duck boat. a duck boat. I said, get the duck boat. I said, I'm stranded over here, my, my inner tube with the war stub in it, went to Kelly's Island and the ice was. So he fished me off the island, and about three weeks later, me and another guy, we followed the ice cakes over to Kelly's Island and rolled my borscht tub and nitter tube back.
2: Well, that's what I would still have,
1: have done. Him? Yeah, well, you didn't lose him. <laughs> She wants to know if you still I have them. We can put them oh, no, in the museum. The hell, that was in the 40s. You told me you saved everything. Yeah, well.
2: So, Don, are those your muskrat hides in the museum? No, they're first?
1: not. Okay. No, I, I, I'd I'd skid my rats and then usually sell them, unless I got so many, and and I just said to hell with it. If I, I had a 37 Ford I had, plus I had a couple of other ones, they were always breaking down. And a lot of that work I couldn't afford. Takes a repair daily, yeah. So it took me, took me hundred fifty dollars every time I went up over the percolate bridge with five guys in the car get the transmission to fall out. Oh my God! This is the house here, Don, right? Yeah. That's the house that Jeff Brown lived in. Okay, I didn't know that. Didn't that look like yep. much, did it? That's the, that's the original black walnut potion beam house. That's the first structural house that wasn't a log house, okay? Yeah. Right there. That's an important house to know about where it is. Cool. And this is Gangways over here. Giant Gangways, Which, right? Right there? Yeah, that's Maryland. We feel it. They're a big house. They had a big house on that hill. I can remember it burning. Uh-huh. Of course before we had fire party
2: place. everything burned down here. Yeah. Uh. All right. Are we near where the, the Owen Gamble Hotel was?
1: No, we're gonna go that way we'll back then oh, okay I want to show you something else take a right here
2: you know when when Kopf was developing this place back here Don there was they found a huge uh dump, you know, with mattress springs and bottles yeah, and yeah. 1960s license plates. And yeah.
1: It was eighteen sixty and had something.
0: Thank you for listening to Now Listen to Me, Catawba Island fun facts, lore, anecdotes, and sometimes even a little history a production of the Catawba Island Historical Society. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please visit our website at catawbaislandhistoricalsociety.com or come visit the Catawba Island History Museum in person, located in historic Union Chapel near the beautiful shores of Lake Erie in Ohio. Until next time, happy history.